Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast. It's in your life today. And I hope everyone has had a very safe weekend. With everything that's been going on in Minneapolis and everything that's been going on around the world, it's it's a real shame on how one tragic thing that happened to someone that it should never happen to to George Floyd, and then it spiraled into people. Few have, you know, peaceful protests that they want to share their voice. Black Lives Matter, which I stand by 100%. Black Lives Matter, and then the fucking looters, the piece of shit animals, the looters that just wants to destroy businesses no matter what. That they're just using this as an excuse to vandalize and destroy, steal, and pretty much do the worst thing that almost any other human being can do. And it's fucking sickening. It really is. In a particular way, I look at that and I think to myself, fucking hell. Like, if I could just punch every single one of those fuckers in the face, I would. But, unfortunately, I can only do my part in terms of supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, I can only do my part in voicing my opinion, and hopefully, hopefully, God willing, when my stepdad, being a cop, is out there risking his lives for these fuckers every single day, that I hope he comes back in one piece. And not just him, many other people, the good men and women, because yes, some, not some, a few, a few cops are racist, but not all of them are, they're not all bad people, and... You know, most people are not all dipshits. There are good people out there. And it's up to them. It's up to all of us to rise up and, you know, unite in some type of way. But I'm just one guy. I'm just one guy and I can only do so much. So that's the way I see it. Sorry that I started this episode, you know, referring to that because I know we're here for like entertainment happy purposes. But I just wanted to get my point across because... This shit is going on in the world right now, and it's important to know, and it's important to be aware. And as I said, as long as we continue to stay safe and help each other out, that's all we can do for right now. This episode of the podcast will feature three types of news. Very short, very interesting news to actually speak of because there's been so much stuff that's been going on over the weekend. First, we got J.K. Simmons possibly making his return in the Spider-Man sequels. Hell fucking yeah, J. Jonah Jameson, fuck yeah. We got Evan Peters. If you remember, he is Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. And apparently, he has a role within the WandaVision show. So that's a plus. Will it be Quicksilver or will it be someone else? That's the thing. Nobody knows. It's all kept under wraps. And then finally... We are going to talk about a little review on DC's Harley Quinn from the DC Universe. And apparently, a lot of fans are freaking out about the uh, personal relationship choices. Don't worry, it's going to be non-spoiler, but I kind of want to give my quick thoughts about that. All that plus our superhero quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, 
Let's get our shout-outs out of the way, shall we? This shout-out today actually goes to Tom Holland. That's right, Spider-Man himself. Why? Because today is his 24th birthday. So happy birthday, Tom Holland. Happy birthday, Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Being 24, I remember those days. It was the day that I signed up to join the National Guard. Ooh, man, those were the days, 24 years old. And you got your whole life ahead of you. And obviously, you don't need me. I mean, who the hell am I to you? I'm just a fan at the end of the day. But it's actually good to enjoy those young years. And I hope he enjoys them very, very well. Happy birthday, Tom Holland slash Spider-Man. Hope you get many more. And hope you don't become a dipshit like a lot of other people are currently. It's time to dive into our weekend news. And that's going to start right in a bit. So our main man, J. Jonah Jameson, will possibly be making his return in future Spider-Man movies, the sequels of Spider-Man himself. Now, if you were like me, and you watched Spider-Man Far From Home, and then you saw the end credit scene, or the mid credit scene to be exact, and you saw that moment where J.K. Simmons just popped up out of nowhere in his role as J. Jonah Jameson. See, here's the thing. There are a few characters that some actors are just born to play, and you don't really see them as anything different. Hugh Jackman with Wolverine, Robert Downey Jr. with Iron Man, Matt Ryan with Constantine. I can go on and on about this. J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson, and when he stepped out, on that screen, and he did his shtick, his Spider-Man is a ma- I can't even do a J.K. Simmons impression. I, I can't do J.J. Jonah Jameson, but I'm just going to try the best I can. You know that Spider-Man is a menace, that type of thing. Oh, my God. It just, it, it makes me, like, all gittery inside because I remembered watching that for the first three Spider-Man films, and I remember seeing that from Spider-Man the Animated Series. Now... He came out and said that he is signed on to be in a couple of movies, in a couple of sequels. Will he reappear? That's something else entirely. Because apparently there's been a few things that's been going on behind the scenes whether they're going to utilize him or not. And that's really a shame because do I want him back? Absolutely. Now, I get it. He probably doesn't fit in with the story very well, even though he clearly does. <laughs> Hello. And, you know, he's from a different time. He's from different movies, different Spider-Man movies. But, hey, you've already introduced him in your film, in the MCU film. You might as well keep him on. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, with J. Jonah Jameson being a huge fan favorite, people will go fucking bananas in having him back again. And this time, this time... Maybe they could utilize him like they did in the Marvel's PS4 for Spider-Man, where J. Jonah Jameson has his own podcast. That was pretty fun. Like, that was very interesting, where he is probably one of the most controversial people to ever speak, and he has his own podcast. That'd be pretty something. Oh, man, I can't wait. But, 
Let's see what happens with J.K. Simmons slash J. Jonah Jameson. Will he return? I hope so. God, I really, really do hope so he does. He is the man. J. Jonah Jameson, we fucking love you. Now, on to the second piece of news. Evan Peters, a.k.a. the Quicksilver from the X-Men films, is going to be in the WandaVision show this coming December. Now, will he reprise his role as Quicksilver? That's a little hard to say, but I would not put it past it if they actually do, especially with Wanda that has the most two important people in her life that essentially has been taken away from her if you truly think about it. She lost her brother, now she lost the love of her life. And I understand in the show, Vision is somehow going to come back, or is he going to come back, and this is all in her mind. Which means, there might be a different case or a different scenario where Evan Peters' Quicksilver could possibly come back. Maybe as a different character, maybe as Quicksilver, we honestly don't know. Everything is under wraps. But in a way, it kind of leads into a potential thing of what happens if Wanda actually comes and joins up with... Doctor Strange in the Doctor Strange 2 movie. And maybe we can have both Quicksilvers come back and they can have like a little fun race. That'd be pretty cool. But at this point, we just don't know. We just don't know what's going to happen. If for any reason, I would actually love Quicksilver to actually come back, and I'm talking about Evan Peters as Quicksilver, that he comes back as his role, goes to Scarlet Witch in the MCU, and acknowledges that there are multiple universes out there that he is her brother and that he will do whatever it takes to get the other Quicksilver back or maybe no that's a little bit too convoluted because you don't want to have both of them in the same scene but like I said I'm just talking I'm just talking out of my mind right now I really am it makes me interested to see what his role is going to be now if he comes back like a janitor or a neighbor or you know, something along those lines, it's really going to devalue him very, very fast because the fans know who he is and we know what roles he played. So the last thing you want is to piss off a lot of fans, a lot of true, hardcore X-Men Quicksilver fans because we all love the sweet dreams are made of this, that shit. And then all of a sudden it's like, you really? You came back as that guy or this guy? Oh my god, what's wrong with you? So, fingers crossed, fingers crossed of him coming back, maybe not as Quicksilver, but as someone else that's decent, that is earned. That's all I gotta say about that. Our third piece of news of the day, DC's Harley Quinn. Now, before I talk about what it is that the fans were freaking over about, and I'm trying my best not to spoil anything, if you have seen it so far, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it and you don't want any spoilers, go to the DC Universe streaming service, watch from Season 1. We're literally halfway or nearly finished with Season 2 right now. But I'm going to talk more about this show in its entirety, so to speak. This show, so far, is made for pure fun and entertainment. It's not really a show to be taken seriously. In the synopsis, what this show entitles is all about Harley Quinn, her breakup from the Joker, but what's different from this version and what Birds of Prey has done is the fact that they actually utilized her character to the best of her capabilities. Is it a feminist type show? Yes, but the difference is it's not the type of show that would shove down your face. 
because she does find her own independence. She does gather a crew together. She tries to do whatever she can to prove herself. She tries to do whatever he can to either take over Gotham or, you know, beat up the Batman or beat up a few other, you know, criminals out there. And she really cements herself as being this one person that you really don't want to fuck with with everything that she's been with. And the brilliant thing about the show is they've done so much character depth of herself from being who she was and you slowly watch her grow into the person that she is now. And that's very fascinating because like I said, and I'm going to repeat this over and over, this is not a show to be taken seriously. From the very first episode, you got them cursing, breaking bones, blood guts everywhere. Hell, a plant ate a couple of kids and their parents. And I'm talking about Poison Ivy's plants. I mean, holy shit. Just a few weeks ago, they made a few Iron Man references. They make a lot of great jokes. Some fall flat. Others are pretty decent. But this show, once again, is all fun. What's different about this particular show is the fact that it really doesn't stick to their comic book counterparts very, very well. At least a hand few of them. And I'll give you a quick example. In the first season, we had Damian Wayne's Robin actually be on a talk show with the Wendy-type character or whoever the fuck she is. And she's asking him questions, and then he comes out of nowhere and he goes, Yeah, I'm a little sweet potato pie. And I'm like, Damian Wayne's Robin would never fucking say that. But in the confines of this show, it actually works. Even though a lot of these characters don't really follow their counterparts to a T, you really don't take it seriously and you don't really set it to the higher standards like the movies have. And I'm going to reiterate on this. Batman and Batman v Superman, he kills people. That's a huge disservice to his character because you're taking away his moral code. You're taking away who he is. Unless you had a specific scene that would explain why he became that way, then you would get on board with it. Unfortunately, there was no scene, there was no montage, there was no exposition, there was no explaining to see or to tell us what, why he became the way he became. You know what I mean? So, a lot of characters in this show, although it's an animated series, they don't really follow their same protocol. But at the same time, you see it works because they're its own entity in a particular way. Once again... This show doesn't take itself seriously, it's fun, it's enjoyable, and I think you will like it. Now, which brings me to my point. A lot of fans are freaking out that a certain relationship choices, and I'm trying very hard not to spoil this, but certain relationship choices actually happen in the last episode, and a bunch of you know what I'm talking about if you've been seeing this, and I'm here to say, it's really not that big of a deal. So what? What we're seeing is we're diving into more choices of what these characters can potentially have with each other. And it's explored in a variety of ways. And it actually gives us the opportunity to see that these characters are still human beings. And yeah, they're going to make their choices in the confines of their world. So I honestly don't see the problem. And if a lot of people are so pissed off or freaking out about it, take a chill pill relax, calm down, and enjoy it for what it is. And that's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say, really. Once again, 
it's not really comparing apples and origins to the movies when certain characters don't follow their counterparts from the comics. We watch these animated shows and they are in a way fun to follow. It's one of the main reasons why I don't really review or critique a lot of the animated movies or a lot of the animated shows as much because I really don't hold them as such high standards like the movies. And that's just me personally, and I know a lot of people do. So, if you have no idea what it is that I'm talking about, what I've been going on this rant on for a while, go watch DC's Harley Quinn, DC Universe. It's fun, it's awesome, the colors are bright, it's quick, it's quick-paced, it's funny, the jokes are good. And Kaylee Kukuo, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that name, but Kaylee Kukuo does a fantastic Harley Quinn. Not as good as Tara Strong, but... She definitely can hold her own, and that's something to commend. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. If you like what you heard, continue to share, continue to subscribe, and follow me at Stitcher and Spotify. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can hit me up at OTC Volume 2. You know how it's spelled. OTC Volume spelled completely with the number 2. OTC Volume 2, and maybe we can have a discussion. Speaking of which, I got a quick announcement. We are going to do a special episode. It's possibly going to be 45 minutes to an hour this Saturday because we have a guest coming on this show. And even though it's social distancing, he's a good friend of mine. His name is Chris Markle. He and I went to school together and he's been in a few movies. He's been in Bumblebee. He's been in Ford vs. Ferrari. And he's also been in a few episodes of America Horror Story. So, he will be our first guest of the podcast. We're going to talk about anything in terms of acting, in terms of life. It's going to be two buddies talking. A little few comic book stuff, but it's a special episode because we're probably not going to do our usual format for this show. So, if you guys are interested, if you guys want to hear his story, if you guys want to hear whatever it is that he has to say, tune in this Saturday night, and it is going to be fun. I can't wait. Before we end this off, let's go to our superhero quote of the day. And I feel like this quote actually matters because it's from Captain America himself. Compromise where you can. Where you can't, don't. Even if everyone is telling you that something wrong is something right. Even if the whole world is telling you to move. It is your duty to plant yourself like a tree, look them in the eye, and say, no, you move. My reaction to that is... This is exactly how peaceful protest is supposed to be. It is the mindset that if you feel so strongly about something and you are willing to stand your ground no matter what you believe in, then by all means, that is raising your voice and that is you making a statement to all of the other racist fucks out there that wants to kill our fellow colored people, minorities, whether they're black, Asian, Spanish, doesn't matter. That's all we have for today. Tune in Wednesday night for more news to come around. Continue to stay safe out there. As of right now, I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.